It's Thursday, March 10th. Welcome to the News Diet, a healthier alternative for staying informed. I'm your host, Michelle Carroll. Today, I'm going to talk about the Minneapolis teacher strike, the study on lead exposure, the first conviction in connection to the Capitol riots, and the FDA's green light on genetically modified beef. Let's be informed so we can get on with our day. Thirty-three hundred teachers have gone on strike in Minneapolis, Minnesota, after the teachers' union and school officials have yet to come to an agreement on demands. The teachers are asking for higher pay, smaller classrooms, and more mental health services for the students. The average salary for Minneapolis teachers is reportedly around seventy-one thousand dollars. The three million members of the National Education. Association stand in solidarity with MFP, and we will not stop until we ensure that not one, not some, but every single student has the resources they need and deserve. And the most precious resource are our educators, our teachers, and nurses, and counselors. Our education support drivers, our food service workers, our paraprofessionals—all of them deserve the kind of compensation that reflects the important work they do for this city, for this for this state, and for this country. We know that if we do not provide our educators with the support and compensation they deserve. Then this city will not have the quality educators that our students need. School officials are saying that they don't have the money to meet the demands. Apparently, the district's enrollment numbers decreased by over 3,000 students in 2021, which prompted the closing and consolidating of some schools. Also, they're citing the cost of special education and English learner programs. They're saying that while pandemic-related federal aid has helped keep things afloat recently, that it's not enough to commit to long-term funding initiatives like salary increases. The gap is caused by several factors. Our student enrollment is down. We have nearly 3,000 fewer students than last year. The government has underfunded public education for decades. In particular, special education and English learner services. The cost of running our schools continue to increase. The strike has closed school for 34,000 students the district serves. Some parents have expressed concern about again finding childcare solutions just after coming out of long pandemic closures. Researchers from Duke University and Florida State University have released a study that shows exposure to lead had lowered the IQ scores of about half the U.S. population. The exposure was primarily from inhaling leaded gas from auto exhaust, and the effects were most prominent in those born in the 1960s and 70s. For this group, the IQ loss was estimated to be around six points. Once expanded to beyond just this age group, the average IQ loss was around 2.6 points. Apparently, two to three points isn't necessarily a huge deal, except for those already considered on the lower side of the IQ scale. Lead used to be added to gas to help engines run smoothly, but this was banned in 1996. So the study mostly pertains to those born before then. 
There's still ongoing conversations about lead exposure through other means like paint and old pipes. Lead is considered a neurotoxin, and apparently no amount of it is considered safe. For the first time since the January 6th Capitol riot, a participant on trial has been convicted. Guy Reffitt, a 49-year-old who had traveled to D.C. from Texas that day, was found guilty on all five counts against him, which include obstruction from an official proceeding, interfering with police in a riot, transporting a firearm for that purpose, armed trespassing, and witness tampering. The jury heard three days of testimony and deliberated for only two hours. His convictions could leave him facing up to 20 years in prison. Federal prosecutors are conducting one of the biggest investigations in U.S. history, working to prosecute as many members of last year's riot as possible. With thousands of participants, this is a massive task. The Food and Drug Administration, or FDA, has cleared the way for beef from genetically modified cattle. The cattle they're referring to has been altered by regenerative technology company Recombinetics to have shorter and slicker coats, which helps them withstand hotter weather. Apparently, this helps lower stress levels in the cattle, which allows them to put on weight more easily to make for more efficient meat production. You may have heard of the specific technology used for this gene modification, which is called CRISPR. Other existing modified animals are salmon and pigs, and also already on the market are modified crops like soybeans and corn. The policy director for the Center for Food Safety has said that the FDA should keep track of the cattle for several generations to ensure the animals develop as intended. Because the alterations are taking place at the genetic level, the new genes could very well be passed on to offspring. It's Thursday, March 10th, and you've just been informed. Now it's time to get on with your day. I'm Michelle Carroll. Thanks so much for listening. If you like the news diet, be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast so you can always get the latest episode and leave a review as we all know how that helps boost a show's visibility. If you have any suggestions on how I can improve the show, I definitely want to hear from you. I want the news diet to be as valuable as possible for you. So if you feel compelled, please feel free to reach out to me on Twitter or Instagram at the news diet or directly to my email feedback at the news diet dot com.